Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 225, and today, a little bit different here, you might hear some road noise. Not really quite sure how this is going to come out, but uh, we're going to go with it here. I'm actually in Pennsylvania on the road in a Penske moving truck, 26-foot truck, uh, and uh, we're kind of in the in the hills a little bit, looking at some uh, cornfields, some uh, wheat fields, and uh, yeah, we're headed to South Carolina. I'm accompanied by another special guest. Um, name is uh, Papa V, as you guys might know him. What's up, Papa V? How's it going over there in the passenger seat? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of kind of weird here. We, we were driving most of the uh, the morning here and afternoon, and we had the windows open. Now we've got the air on, so we're we're kind of just hanging out here. So I wanted to do a random episode here and see kind of where this would go. I have no idea, but I figured, you know what? We're going to be in this car for or this truck for another six hours, so why not try to get a podcast recorded? I think it would be kind of fun. So, Dad, I think what I'm I'm wanting to talk about today because I hear a lot of people uh, struggle or I guess ask the question like where like you know where do I start as far as like building a business in general I get that question a lot but I get a lot of people that say like okay I want to start my business do I start on Amazon do I build my own website like where where do I start and I think I want to really just kind of drive the point home that we can start on Amazon I think that's great and that's kind of like where everyone can kind of test a product validate a product and all that good stuff but in the end, if we're going to be building a long-term business, I really think we have to understand about brand building and content marketing and all of that stuff so you can build a business that can not only have people buy products, but also you can educate them and start building this loyal following of an email list. So, Dad, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to see if you can give me an answer after you finish chewing those chips. Uh, we got a bag of chips here. We're not elbow deep, but we're close. Uh, let me ask you a question. Going back to when we were doing the construction business and we were pretty successful at it at the time when, when we were you know starting to grow, what do you think, well, I wanna hear, and I, I'm, again guys, this isn't scripted at all. I'm gonna wait and see what he says. But what do you think that the reason why people came to us versus other people in, in the business. Like, you know, there was a lot of other competitors out there. I mean, heck, there was even Home Depot at the time. They had their own sellers and all that stuff. Why would you say that they would come to us versus coming to um, the lowest price, which would be like Home Depot or something like that? Go ahead. Because we're a family-owned business. So that was your pitch. Um, hi, how, how are you doing? Um, we're a family-owned business, so buy from us. Well, that was just one of the things. Uh, we were honest. And we put that in our ads, so we were honest. And okay, so we're, we're honest. Um, do you think also that maybe uh, we talk about, well, we've been in business for X amount of years, so because of that we have, uh, you, know, you know, we have, like, again, credibility. So we're giving them social proof that, hey, we've been around. We're not just, like, a, uh, you know, a subcontractor. I remember us talking about subcontractors. Yes, and uh, to be honest with you, subcontractors, I really didn't uh, enjoy using them because uh, a lot of times they wouldn't do the job like I would do it. I was always uh, skeptical about that, and I wanted it to, to be done our way, 
which we felt was the best way. Yeah. So, okay, and and my my take is on that, and, and I would, because again, I did some sales within our company at that one, you know, at that one point where I got out of construct or out of the actual installation, and I started doing the sales. My sales pitch was really, we're family-owned business. We've been doing this now. My father has and his partner and now myself included have been inside the business. They've been operating for uh, just about 20 years. And, you know, we've been, uh, you know, we've got, you know, thousands probably at that point in time of satisfied customers. We have, you know, testimonials that we could show people. We could, you know, references. But the subcontractor thing was kind of like, we don't really use subcontractors because we want to train our own help. So because of that, we want the job done our way, our company's way. Home Depot and those big box stores, they're going to hire a subcontractor and they don't really know who's going to install the job. They can't say that Larry and Fred are going to do the job. And guys, what I want you to understand is when you're building a business, whether it's brick and mortar or whether it's on Amazon, there's... There's something that that comes to it's kind of like Amazon, right? We're all driven off of the reviews. Well, the reviews are social proof. The 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 social proof of the reviews is what's really selling if it's a good decision or not. So, I guess also, you know, talking about credibility, it's kind of like our testimonials and our, you know, being in business for X amount of years locally, that was kind of our five-star ratings, right? That we could then show people. At that time, Amazon wasn't around. There was some reviews sites, but not many like there is now like Yelp and, and all of those. But we would always put in there all of those, hot, you know, all of those highlights like, you know, uh, over 20 years experience, all in-house installers, no subcontractors, right? So all of the things that we knew people were skeptical about, we would put in there and kind of like let them know that that's how we would do things. Um, what was, I'm going to ask you this again too, Dad, so get ready, okay? Um, what do you think uh, when, when people were choosing between us and someone else, um, oh, wait a minute, Maryland welcomes you. We just got a sign that said Maryland welcomes you, so we're in Maryland now. Hello, Maryland. Cool. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Maryland, everyone. As I'm driving this big Penske truck, getting passed by a huge semi, I'm going about 60 miles an hour with a car behind me I'm towing right now and a truck full of my house belongings. It's crazy. Um, okay, so what was I asking now, Dad? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So, all right. My, my point was this. I don't even know where I was going with that. My point was this is that when you are um, in business, you need the credibility and the credibility from others is always the best. We can sit there and we can be a great salesman and say, oh, wow, look at us. We've been in business for this many years. But when you have other people saying that we are one of the best, that's going to help sell the job. So my point is this, whether you're on Amazon or whether you're not on Amazon, you want to put those testimonials somewhere. So I would say to build a, a real successful brand is to also start having those reviews not just happen on Amazon, but also get those when people email you back. And again, that's why if we do stuff off of Amazon, that's going to help us get our own testimonials. So this way we can put them on our own website. Um, okay, so now what I want to do is talk about, and this is some things I want to talk about too, Dad. I think what that we could have done now or what we could have done, yeah, now if we were in business versus how, when we were in business because we didn't have the tools that we have now. But number one, I think right now, if anyone is building a real business, I think 
you need to really focus on branding and as far as your website goes. I think you need a solid website that is your home base. So, Dad, why don't you talk a little bit about, like, what did our website look like at that time? It was very simple, very simple. Just uh, showed a few, few products onto it and uh, a little description, but there wasn't much there. But uh, today, uh, you could you could put a lot, lot more into it and it'll look a lot more professional. Yeah, well, and again, think about now. Like, I think about, like, and I know that your partner, Milt, would have never went for this, but, th- I mean, oh, my gosh. I mean, the things that we could have done, right? We could have had Facebook ads driving people to our brick-and-mortar store within a certain radius, right? We could have those people, all right? Like, let's just say, for example, we ran an ad and it drove people to a certain page. We could have dropped the Facebook pixel on that page, and then we could have retargeted them later and said a sale or, you know, 10 – this here would have been a good one – 10 things to do before this winter to make your windows more, you know – cost-effective or make a more, you know, uh, winter where winterized, you know, your, I don't know what I'm trying to say, you know, to make it more tight, right? So this way here, they didn't leak the cold air. You weren't letting your dollars fly out the window, right? We could have did some content driven around, uh, you know, around that thing, right? We could have also, which I know that no one in the office was doing this, was building an email list, right? So we could have had some type of contest. We could have ran once a week, once a week, we could have ran a contest for maybe, I don't know, three free windows, right? right? And we might have spent 600 bucks for those windows and maybe a couple hundred bucks in installs. Right. So what did that about? About $800. And then we could, have dri- we could have driven so many leads or emails that we knew people were interested in windows, right? Do you think, you think your partner would have went for that? Not at all. He, uh, <laughs> he didn't know which end of the computer to use. Actually, he didn't know what one was. No, he he was not uh, he was not into the computer at all. And even when we talked about marketing and anything like that, he just didn't want didn't want to do anything uh, or anything with it. But again, guys, I just wanted to kind of randomly come on here and kind of go through some of these things that we could be doing in our business that we should be. So as you're building a business, it's great to start on Amazon, and I'm a huge, huge um, you know endorser of. Starting on Amazon, I think it's great, but I think that to create a real sustainable business, we need to start creating our own channel, and that starts with your own website, and that website can be very, very basic. It could be your homepage with just uh, maybe some, you know, some really useful articles, or it could be, well, you got to wait a minute here. We got to let someone merge, uh, <laughs> uh, or, and then it can have an about me page. It can have a contact contact us page. And then I would say maybe four or five articles that were helpful for people to know how to winterize their house, know um, what to look for in a window when you're purchasing it, Um, what to know about shingles um, before you make your purchase, Uh, you know, or maybe find by using a tool like, uh, uh, what's that one like, Uh, Longtail Pro, or maybe even just a Google planner and see what are the most common questions people are asking about windows or doors or siding. And then start writing articles around that that give the answers. Or maybe, heck, maybe we could do this, Dad. Maybe we can have the secretary, when she gets a phone call and they ask questions, she actually writes them down and then we write articles to support it and we put it up on our website. How does that sound? Perfect. That would be perfect. (laughs) It would be great, right? All right, I got to let people merge in here or we're going to get in an accident. We're getting a little crazy here. 
All right. So, all right. So, um, so guys, like I said, there's all these different things, but it all comes down to this. How can you serve, okay, your market that you are, um, that you're trying to serve? And it, like I said, it could be as, as simple as just figuring out the most commonly asked questions and then you going ahead and answering them in a piece of content on your blog. And if I, I just heard an article, the, or I heard a podcast the other day where a guy was selling in-ground pools, okay? And he started uh, basically posting content about in-ground pools, about these common questions. How, you know, kind of, kind of like, you know, like what's the, what's the, um, uh, the, the lifespan on a concrete pool versus a uh, fiberglass pool, right? Those are like the common questions. So he started writing articles about all these commonly uh, uh, asked questions. Guess what? Sold over a hundred pools last year. A hundred pools, in-ground pools, not above ground, right? So this, this, this stuff here works not just for Amazon. It, it works for everything. Um, so, okay, now let's, again, now let's let's move a little bit further. So now let's say we have a blog or, a, you know, a website. Basically, they're the same thing to me. Then the very first thing you're going to want to do is then you want to create a little piece of content that people would want to opt in for, okay, meaning get, get their email uh, address. So, again, for me, if you're selling something right now, okay, then why not if you're going to give them a product away or maybe you're going to do a, a bundle or maybe you're going to give them something that they could raffle off as a contest, well, maybe what you do is you do a contest every single week for the next month, okay? And I mean, if you guys listen to the interview I did with Mike Jackness, he did that with his colored pencils and he was able to get 30,000 email addresses from giving away, I think it was, I think he gave away like maybe like one or two sets a week and he would drive traffic to that lead page, okay, where then people would opt in and then one winner would get a free set and everyone else would get a discount to purchase the other sets. Um, you know, so like, let's say that you entered the contest, but you didn't win. Well, guess what? You're going to get an email that says, Hey, sorry, you didn't win, but here's 25% off your own set. We, we wanted to make sure that we gave you something special too for, for doing this. And now we know that they're, that they are targeted. So I guess my, my point here is, and I'm rambling a little bit is I, I see people wanting to just find that widget and sell it on Amazon. And I want to make sure that we're thinking bigger than that. And you guys have heard me talk about this and I'm going to talk about it more and more because I think it's so important. We need to think about the market that we want to serve or that we're serving and how can we create more products for that market and then how can we create useful content? That's the next level. That's the next phase to where now once you create value for them to come and educate themselves, they might consume 10 pieces of your, of your content. It could be a video showing a demonstration on how to fix something and then you have the parts to fix it, right? So all of those things are ways for you to grow something that over time can just start building upon itself like over and over again. Like there's going to be people always coming into your market with these same types of questions that you can have the answers to because you're getting them yourself. So knowing your market I think is huge, is huge. And if you know your market, like, so dad, let's, let's talk about this for a second. I, and we'll, we'll kind of run through this real quick. This will be kind of fun. Let's say, for example, I know that you're, you're a, you're a big bowler. Okay. So let's kind of go through that scenario for a minute. Okay. So right now in your market right now, if I wanted to go into and start selling bowling products, what's the first thing 
that comes to mind when you think of bowling products? First thing. First thing would be shoes. Okay. So now we've got shoes. So now a bowler needs shoes. Okay. So now let's think about what we could, what, what, kind, what kind of content could we, could we create that would be about shoes? So is there a certain type of shoe that is, uh, that is best for slide? Like what, what do you look for in a, in a good shoe? Well, myself, I, I, I look for an interchangeable sole because uh, all approaches are a little bit different. And if I was doing this all over again, and if I was a young person where I bowled a lot of tournaments, I would, uh, you know, there would be a lot of different approaches that would uh, react different. And I'd have to change my sole. So that would have to be my number one product that I would sell is a pair of shoes that I could change the sole. Okay, so now we've got a shoe. And there's a lot that we can go into the shoe. There's all different, you know, not just the sizes, but there's different styles, you know, and all that. So that could be good, but there's going to be a lot of sizes. So that might be a tough one to start with, but it's there, right? We're not going to, we're not, like if, if you and I are talking right now, and this is kind of random, like I said, I would say, okay, let's put the shoes on the back burner right now because there's a lot of different sizes. But okay, that's one product that could fit into that product line. Okay, what else do I need as a bowler that's a competitive bowler? We're not talking about just the average bowler. I'm talking about the guy or the girl that's looking up how to, like, perfect their their game, right? So what would be something else that's kind of at that pro level in a sense? Um, I guess uh, the bowling ball. you got to have a good bowling ball. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> little, whoa, he's got a rock here. there. But you got to have a good bowling ball, and I, I use a bowling glove, too, because my hand is getting a little bit weaker, and I need something to support my wrist, so I do use a bowling glove. Ooh, I like that, right? Now we've got an accessory around the ball. we got the bowling ball. Yeah, the bowling ball could be a great thing to sell. Maybe we don't sell that. Uh, maybe we sell things for the bowling ball, or maybe there's, I know inside of the bowling ball, there's there's special grips, right? There's uh, There's those. There's tape for inside because you got to be able to have tape sometimes because your hand swells or it shrinks so right right so that's all things around the ball um what what else um do you need something do you need something to uh what are you pointing to oh west virginia he's my my, my father's pointing we're, we're we're heading in almost wait a minute guys wait a minute one two three boom welcome to west virginia we're in west virginia right now and the speed limit is 70 and i don't even think this truck can go 70 with this load on here all right, yeah, my father says I wouldn't do it. All right, so, all right, we got bowling shoes, we got bowling ball. Now we've got uh, we've got bowling glove. We've got inserts that go into a fingertip ball because a fingertip ball is more of a of a of a high end bowling ball. If you're serious, there's tape that goes inside of of the holes. Um, what else? And anything else do I need as a bowler? Well, you may need a rosin bag to keep your hand dry in between shots. That would work. Okay, so now we've got a rosin bag. Now, is there different style rosin bags, or is there, is there a powder bag? What, what, like, I, I'm, I'm asking, I don't even know. No, there's only there's only one type of a rosin bag, and that's uh, a rosin bag. There's different shapes. You can get one like a baseball. You can get one like a little pillow. It, it just depends on where, where you're buying it, but they all do the same job. Okay. All right, so now we got a rosin bag. Okay, we got a bowling bag. We got shoes. We've got, what about those little... Um, those little sake things that go over top of the toe. Oh yeah, yeah, they're called sliders. And what they do is they eliminate you sticking. But they're more for the, well, I use one myself because I fell once and I didn't want to fall again. And uh, 
and I bowl just in one house now. I don't bowl in tournaments anymore. So as long as you they'll work on the approaches that you're, you're familiar with, you you'd be fine with just a sock. Okay, and I think the other thing to point out here, because I know that a lot of times when I was bowling in a league, uh, guys would wear the sock to go up to go to the bathroom so they don't get anything wet on the actual oh, that's bottom. A, that's a different type. Oh, that's, that's a different type? That's something else. That's okay. that's if you want to walk outside to your car or if you want to just walk to the men's room and you don't want to get your feet wet because water and bowling shoes do not mix. You'll stick, you'll fall. Okay. So, yes, uh, they're called little booties. Okay, so we got booties now, okay? And I know we've got a bowling bag too, right? We've got to carry the ball, right? Yeah. Yep, I got a bag, bag that uh, I had a bag that carried six balls, but now I downscale it to where I carry four. Okay, so now now we've got a bowling bag that holds one ball, two balls. I know I've got one that holds three. You've had one that held up to six. A lot of different products there that could be ten, that could potentially be private labeled there as well, right? So we're going through all of these different products for one one type of person in a market or niche inside of bowling. We're not going after bowling for people that are just bowling on Friday night with their kids. That's a different market, right? They're not going to spend as much as the avid ball. The uh, yeah, is that right? The avid bowler, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. So, so um, again, we're just again. I'm just running through this because now let me turn it now and say this. Okay, someone that's bowled myself personally, and I know some of these, but let me ask you this, Dad. What do you think someone that is like in, in, in your in your situation, right, that's in a more competitive league and stuff? And by the way, let's uh, – Papa V, let's let's tell people. Okay, so you are – how old are you now? 72. 72 years old. How many times do you bowl uh, every single week? I bowl three times, probably nine to ten games. Okay, so – okay. And then let me ask you this. Uh, what, what was your average ending this year? 199. 199. You missed the 200 by one pin. What was it last year? Uh, 206 last year. Okay. So I just wanted to uh, kind of give you a little shout out there. It's pretty pretty darn good. Uh, pretty good average there. Anybody that knows about bowling, right? Um, but let me ask you this now. So whether it's you or people in your league, what do you think people would be searching online? Not even just product, but like what are they searching online, do you think? Like, what would you be searching for online about your game? Um, how to throw a hook. How to throw a hook. So I would probably go to Google Planner and see what comes up when I search that, right? Or Longtail Pro. Because now that can get a bunch more ideas. What else? How to pick up spares. Ooh, how to pick up spares. Maybe there's a certain pin that's a very tough spare. What one would that be? Well, of course, if you're right-handed, it's the uh, 10 pin. If you're left-handed, of course, it's the 7 pin. So maybe you go and you create some YouTube videos that show how to pick up the 10 or the 7, right? And then as they're doing this, they're going to be led into your funnel, as we call it, your sales funnel, to now you're going to be able to deliver more content. Our, our lady just said we have something come up ahead. What'd they say there, Dad? Are we okay? We we good here? We're still cruising. We're in West Virginia now. All right. So we've got this app. What's this app we're using too, by the way? It's called Waze. It's called Waze. W-A-Z-E-E? -E? Yeah, Waze. And uh, what it does is it, it lets us know like if there's debris in the road, if there's a cop ahead, um, if there's an accident. And yeah, there's the car right there. And, and it's pretty cool. We actually, we, uh, we discovered this when we were in Miami, coming back from Miami. The Uber guy had it. 
and we asked them about it. So if you guys want a cool app for GPS, it's Waze. W-A-Z-E-E, that? Yeah, okay, good. Okay, now back to what I was talking about. So like I said, we've got a market of a bowler that's more of at a competitive level. How can we create a resource for this bowler that's looking for product and looking for information to improve their game? Right? So I just ran through this scenario and I didn't even pick this. And I don't even know why I didn't think of this earlier when we were thinking about what to do. Um, Cause I'm like, you know, we should really just jump on and just ramble a little bit about different things about business. Cause I think it's important to understand that this is the stuff that kind of goes through my head all the time. If someone comes to me with, you know, I want to be able to start a business. My first thing is always, okay, go into your own life. What are you either passionate about or what are you doing right now that you're researching stuff to become better at or to fix a problem or whatever it is? And if you can start there and then figure out the market, then from there, everything else is so easy. Because look at that. I just went through very, very easily. And I got a big truck here, by the way. Oh, we're good. Man, that was close. All right, so uh, so uh, you just have to kind of reverse it and say, okay, what kind of questions would that market be be asking? And if you're if you are the market, then it's pretty darn easy. Or like I've said before, pick up a magazine at the supermarket. Look at all the ads that are in there, right? Those ads are products that's being served to that market. Or number two, look at all of the articles are how to how to and there she is again what is she saying something else ahead uh, vehicle stop uh, so you know by looking at that magazine you're gonna be able to see the products that are being served to the market and the the uh, different you know the different topics or the different things that that markets looking for how to improve your bowling game or bowling score by 10 points right because now there's the car too off the road right there. Look at that. See that? So that, that app told us that and then there's the car. That's a pretty cool thing. Um, okay, so back back on track here. So what I'm trying to say though is if there are if there are things that you're interested in, start there. Like I did a Periscope the other day and I said, I want you guys to do an exercise and maybe you guys can do the same thing right now, right? Ask yourself this question. Forget about products, forget about, you know, doing any research right now okay think about what would if you could do anything right now every single day and be so excited to do it right and not mind writing content or creating videos or researching to become a, you know a, a you know more of an authority in that space or whatever like what would that be would it be bowling like my dad just said would it be fishing because you're a fisherman would it be a mechanic because you're you're really hardcore into working on your car on the weekend? Like, what is it? Because there's we all have these things, and there's a lot of times you're 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 an expert at things you don't even know that you are. And when you can become an expert at this, it makes your job so much easier. And you don't have to be an expert that you have to be like, oh, I've done this for ten years. You just got to be someone that's been through it and be a little bit further than someone else. And that's it, okay? Because that's really what an expert is to me. It's someone that can help me move forward from where I am right now. And uh, and I think if you can do that, you can kind of reverse it back, all right? So again, my, my point when I started this whole thing was like, how can we create a business that isn't just dependent on Amazon, okay? And how we can create our own channel, our own platform to serve a market. 
And I think if you can think about that, and I, I want you to, I want you to ask yourself those questions and kind of go back and do exactly what I just did with my father there, where I was like, hey, you know, what are the most commonly asked questions? Like, what, are, what have you looked up on YouTube? How to pick up a 10 pin, how to pick up a seven pin, right? Um, you know, how to cut down on my hook, uh, how to increase my hook, right? So all these different things, um, you know, how to slow down my approach. Like all of these are different things. Oh, this, that's funny. Quad graphics. See that? Yeah. There's a, there was a tractor trailer that said quad graphics. That was a, that was the, the uh, one of the second jobs I had out of high school it was quad graphics, which is a printing place. And uh, they print some pretty big magazines, Sports Illustrated, uh, Golf Digest. And uh, yeah, Reader's Digest. I worked there for about nine months inside a factory, which I hated, by the way. Uh, but it was a great experience. It showed me that I did not want to work in a factory. Um, so yeah, so going back to what I was, you know, trying to, I guess, convey here is that yes, Amazon is a great place to start. And I'm not ever going to say right now at this time to not start there. If you are brand new and you haven't started yet, that's the place to start. Why? Because you don't need a website. You don't need a blog. You don't need, uh, you don't need to know anything about code or tech or anything like that, right? You can just get started put your product up and kind of go through the launch process, which I've already outlined. But then once you start getting some momentum and start getting some sales, then it's the, the, the next part of that is to start thinking about the market and how you can serve that market with other products. And once you do that, to me, that's game over because now you're building a real true asset that you control and not, uh, not depending on just Amazon. Do you still want Amazon sales? Absolutely. Do you want eBay sales? Yeah. You know, do you want to put your, your product on other marketplaces if it's selling? Yes. But wouldn't it be so much more fun to be able to create a product line that could then serve that same customer? And then if you build that email list by running a contest, I mean, what if I did a contest for bowling for my father, right? And I went, let's say I didn't even own these products right now. Let's say I, I went after a really popular bowling glove, maybe a bowling sock, maybe um, a rosin bag maybe even a single ball bag or a double ball bag. And maybe I spent $200 on these products and I had them shipped to my house. And then I ran a contest on Facebook to give that away just to collect emails. And then from there, I got a list of people that I know that are interested in, in uh, bowling. And now I can start to tap into that list, right? But so many people don't want to spend the money on the upfront to start to get intelligence and to start building that email list. So I can go on for the next five hours that we're in this truck on this topic but uh dad what do you think about all that that i just rambled there that's uh, a lot of good advice and uh follow it yeah i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty simple but sometimes it can be overwhelming um so i think going you know going back to basics is always a good thing but i think if you just write down all of these different things about the market or what the what the market needs and wants it becomes a lot easier um, so yeah, that's what I wanted to do here. That's going to wrap up this episode. I think I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, stop driving with one hand. I'm actually holding this mic. So hopefully the audio came out. Okay. I know the road noise is a little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, high or, uh, hopefully it, you can still hear me. Okay. But you guys were able to come to Maryland with me and West Virginia. That's pretty cool. And there goes the motorcycle. All right. So, uh, guys keep it simple. Um, understand that uh, there's a lot more out there than just Amazon 
And, you know, am I saying to not sell on Amazon? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, yes, still start there. But I want you to also know that I'm, because I get people that say, Scott, you know, what happens if Amazon goes away? And I just want people to understand that I've never once said, build your business on Amazon only. I've never, ever um, said that. So um, I just wanted to kind of bring that back and let you guys know that I'll be talking more about this as well, because I'm working on this stuff in my own business as I have in the past. Um, I've built other online businesses doing this exact same thing. So um, hopefully in the future, I'll go ahead and share some more with you guys on that. All right. So uh, yeah, this will probably air when I am uh, settled in South Carolina. So uh, hopefully I can look back and go, I remember recording that and remember that I had a truck that was loaded to the to the max capacity and I got to unload it. So uh, hopefully that'll all be um, in the past, which it will be because uh, there's no looking back now. All right, guys, that's it. Uh, one little reminder, if uh, you guys wanted to attend an upcoming workshop, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop and you can register for an upcoming one there. We'll walk you through the five phases for uh, for uh, finding your product, for sourcing, getting, a product, getting your product launched and everything in between. So uh, definitely go over and register for that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you over there. All right, uh, Dad, you want to say anything before we go? No, I got nothing more to add. <laughs> he's got. Would you ever? Would you? He's tired. Would, would you ever think that a guy like me that that doesn't stop talking, he's got such few words? Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's tired. All right, so we'll see you guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening in this uh, road, uh, this road uh, podcast or on the road podcast, whatever we want to call it. I usually call them a card cast, a car cast when I'm in the car, but this is actually a truck cast, I think. All right, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. I'm really starting to ramble. Have an awesome, amazing day. And uh, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it in West Virginia with me or wherever you are. Dad, say it with me too. One, two, three, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Well, hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to this special episode, number 225, that is. That is uh, the Amazing Seller podcast, TAS number 25. I'm going to start that again. Maybe we'll do a take uh, outtake reel at the end. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, outtake. <laughs> All right, let's start that again. Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the ep. I don't even know how to start the episode. <laughs> Welcome back to.